dear listener. Uh, welcome to another edition of Action Movie Landfill, brought to you by The Odd Job Pod. And uh, this is the, the spin-off where we talk about action movies from loosely, and I say very loosely given the last couple we've done, from uh, the start of the Daltons to the end of the Brosnans, with a little bit stretching at the edges. Uh, and on this one, we are we are stretching even further at the edges than we, we possibly could. We are stretching further than uh, the Neil Redfern's shorts uh, in his heyday. There is an awful lot that, uh, that I'm sure we are going to talk on to this one. But uh, yes, where we're going with this podcast is into 2005, which is, is a little bit beyond the end of the Brosnans, uh, for the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, I've chosen this for many reasons. This was my choice. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, until I came into this one, and I've chosen it for many, many, many reasons. Uh, partly because, uh, you know, some to do with the, the writer, some to do with the time period of, of crossover from end of the landfill to uh, to maybe the, the start of the streaming landfill. Um, sort of. Who knows? Anyway, uh, as ever, I am joined by my uh, landfill co-discussioners. Terry DeFelli. Uh, hello, Terry. Hello. I'm just off to put Landfill Co-Discussion on my new Threads profile. <laughs> and uh, fellow Co-Discussioner, uh, Graham Sibley. Hello, Graham. Uh, hello, Gary. I, li- I li- like the idea of being a, a Co-Discussioner. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah. For, and, and I'm ready for some Co-Discourse. Yes, I feel that that line would have been better delivered in the manner of David Pleat, uh, really. But anyway, we digress. This is not the sound of football. This is this is action movie landfill. We've already put two references in to there. Uh, at some point, get your bingo cards out, listeners, and see if we talk about Moonraker and, uh, and father issues. That may come as well. <laughs> anyway, um, Gents, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. This was an, an interesting one because uh, normally when we pick films uh, on this, we've broadly all seen them. I hadn't seen Blue Thunder, which was the last one, and I very much enjoyed the, that. Um, now, neither of you two, from my understanding, had seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang before I I picked it up. Um, so I'll go Terry first. Did you like the movie? Was this a uh, was this a film that uh, you, you were glad that I put in front of you, or do you feel it's a couple of hours of your life you're not getting back? Now, I'm certainly glad that I have seen this film. I think it's an extremely interesting example of a film. Um, I, 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 I uh, <laughs> it's definitely a, a, a it's, it's definitely this definitely was a film. Yes, and it was a film that you could watch, and it was quite a watchable film as well. Um, I mean, this was the film uh, that relaunched a number of careers, isn't it? Um, and indeed launched some careers. It launched Michelle Monaghan's career, relaunched Robert Downey Jr. films. I believe this is the film in which it is said that um, Iron Man was cast off the back of this film. And it kind of relaunched Shane Black's career as well because he'd kind of gone off the rails, had a little bit too much fun uh, um, in Hollywood uh, and was persona non grata. Um, and so it's a... It's quite a low budget film, and it has that kind of. It's got a really got that kind of hard boiled noir kind of vibe going on there, but a satirical noir going on. Um, and so I thought it was a really interesting film. 
um, and very, very knowing, obviously, because of the approach it takes. I will not try to, to, to praise everything that we're going to discuss. Um, but it was it was a film about film and about storytelling um, and it, about the people. Um, I think I read in one article somewhere that the main thing is nobody knows what's going on, but you don't need to know what's going on. I don't think the plot was kind of incidental to all the stuff that was happening. So in many ways, it feels the, it definitely, if you're thinking about this film and thinking there's not enough action in it, then okay, that's you give you that. But at the same time, it is like a, like a lot of good action films. It's a bunch of stuff that happens rather than necessarily, you know, any, there's any there's any meaningful plot according to it. So it's a really interesting movie, and I'm glad I saw it. Mm, Graham, there is certainly uh, stuff that happens in this film, and if you uh, judge a good film by its body count, there's a there's a fair bit of that as well from an action perspective. Um, do you like Terry? Feel glad that this film has entered into your consciousness. I'm glad I've watched it. I, I must admit. I mean, the the these sort of like you know Hollywood noir films, I, I think are always. I, I I'm not sure if I actually enjoy them or or whether or not I I just sort of collect them. I, I whether I watched them and I thought. That's another one to put on the pile that I've seen. I mean, it, it, this is obviously trying to, to like twist the Hollywood noir sort of thing, um, sort of, or Hollywood neo noir, I suppose it should be really called. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to be really sort of like, like, like dismissive of it, you could just say, oh, this is like carry on Chinatown, isn't it? Or something like that. It's, it, it, it is. <laughs> It, it's parody, <laughs> it's spoof, but then it, it is quite, you know, it, it covers a lot of serious ground as well. And so you can you can sort of say, well, does it actually know what it is? I mean, it, it is so knowing and so meta in so many things that it sails this close to really pissing you off or pissing me <laughs> off anyway. And, and, and I, it was almost like maybe it's like, you know, latter-day Twitter in me that, that really just wanted to be pissed off by it. And, and it didn't. <laughs> and it, it didn't piss me off. It actually was a thoroughly enjoyable hour and three quarters. And, and, uh, but where, would, I, would I rush back and watch it again? Is it that sort of film that I was like, oh, I've, I've got a set, set of a reminder every three years so I can remind myself of how good this film is. And do you know what? I don't think it is. I don't. I don't think it is that sort of film. But I think it. It just. It. It reminded me of so many other films that I haven't seen in a long time. Things like I don't know the player, L.A. L.A. Story, um, Chinatown, even as well, and and you know Sunset Boulevard. All of those things. All those things set in 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 Hollywood, where hardball detectives getting double crossed and and you know mistaken identities and and yes uh, incestuous relationships and all these horrible things that these sort of things cover um but it is done in such a knowing way and the, the thing is as well when you when you if you just watch it you can you can pick and choose what you what what you want to take from the film but of course if you go on a podcast and start discussing it then you've got to start looking things up uh, and so i did look lots of things up and so so uh, and and as well i i wasn't really too up, up to date with the story i still not i'm really up to date with the real story about shane black um, and why he disappeared from hollywood for about eight or nine years but he did he did i mean one of, but interestingly one of the last things he did was appear in an acting role in the film uh, Burn Hollywood Burn, which is another one of these sort of like like Hollywood will eat itself uh, films, and 
and and I wonder if if this he sees himself as Harry in this film, and then it, it, even down to like like the, the the action scene at the end, which is almost a well, yeah, you know, you're watching a Shane Black film, of course you're going to have this, and then he's like lying on top of the car, thinking right, there's a ridiculous action scene, great, Every, it's all done now. Um, so yeah, so things like that. I mean, I, I yeah, all right, I really enjoyed it. All right, happy now. <laughs> <laughs> right let, let's let's move on in with carry on chinatown which i think is probably <laughs> a much, much better name for this um but sorry um obviously i think the first place to start with this is as graham has has neatly segued into is shane black because uh obviously and this is another reason why i chose this particular film because um you know lethal weapon is is which we have covered on this podcast is um you know one of those those classics and obviously there's there's a lot of of lethal weapon into here the lethal weapon was shane shane black and you can see bits and, and pieces of 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 lethal weapon in here um i'd kind of chosen it because it kind of feels like it's a it's a neat bookend to the end of a, a sort and sort of era and you can see that crossover in there but yeah i mean terry we we sort of know what we're going to get from a shane black film um within there and you know how when you look at what we talked about with lethal weapon and you look at, at kiss kiss bang bang what can you draw those those threads between you know the start of shane black's career and this point in in shane black's career and, and the influence really that it has on action movies with and and you know movies within hollywood in general well shane black i think is the king of the punchy dialogue and uh, and it you know, he's there are plenty of other genres where you get punchy dialogue, but he's he, he his ability to blend that kind of snappy, humorous uh, dialogue in, in in into action movies is is um, is synonymous with his work, and 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 also I would say influ somewhat influential. Moreover, it is his ability to be able to blend the humorous and then with the with the dark uh, and, and the sinister and the serious. Um, I mean, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like uh, like uh, you know other movies that he's done, like Lethal Weapon, has dark moments, truly genuinely dark moments. When Harry f kills his first when he, <laughs> his first murder victim, the the horror of it and and, and the realization of it is there. Um, and also we see the, um, the 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 ability for him to create characters that bond together well as friends. Obviously, we see we have Riggs and Morto in Lethal Weapon. And then we have we have Harry and uh, Gay Perry in 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 Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I'm sure we will discuss Gay Perry the character, and indeed Val Kilmer the actor, uh, as well. So th there's there's a clear line. Um, the the difference obviously is in the, is I think to a degree in the tone uh, that he's gone for there, the neo noir look. The film looks a bit washed out. It looks a bit cheap, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, uh, but I'm not quite sure whether or what, what the cameras they use were were, were different or the mood, the film that they use was different. Just sort of like feels like that, that way. But yeah, definite clear line. And you can see, I mean, uh, there's there's some some of the Shane Black films that didn't do so well. I quite like, like Long Kiss Goodnight. I'm a big fan of that film, but I know that kind of tanked. But I thought it was a tremendous film. And of course, he goes on to do Iron Man 3. And I like Iron Man 3 a lot. I know a lot of pop Marvel, Marvel proper, proper Marvel fans, proper, you know, don't like what happened in Iron Man three and don't like the choices that were made, but I thought it was a hoot personally, um, and 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 a, and a really really good film. Um, so yeah, I, I it, it's 
it, it's it's a signature chain black, recognisable and identifiable with that, and and one of the reasons why it's such an enjoyable film, if at times a bit confusing and yes, other times irritating. That bit with that where that bit where they where they where they stop rolling the film, and he go. I just go. You're testing my patience, and this film's not even twenty minutes old. It's just like you know. But I think the problem with that, so is that also is that, is that that kind of fourth wall stuff is has been has been done. I think subsequent to this movie, and I think now in 2023 that format grates me. Whereas you know in 2005 might well have if I'd seen it in the cinema, it might well have been a different experience. Yeah, so, so I will I, say no. that. Yeah, I think it, it, it was almost that 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 sort of like Twitter meme of you know, record scratch. Yes, that's me. I guess you're wondering how I got here. It's, it's <laughs> that in to, totally that sort of vibe on on that. But no, it was it was dead by but 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 by the time this film came out anyway. But then again, that's more of that film noir thing, though, isn't it? It's it, it, it seems to be film noir is the only genre that you can really get away with a narrator in. Um, yeah. Well, Ferris Bueller, perhaps. Um, well, there is but, a bit of that there as well, though, isn't there? Comedy. Yeah. Comedy can have narrators, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but yes, I think you're. That's true. I think you're. you're it's the, it's not an easy. It's not easy to do, uh, it, uh, without it being noir or comedy. I think, and 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 it does kind of work in that respect. And the way he put, the way they pervert that works. And Downey Jr. is excellent. He's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it, the the film benefits from the fact that he's managed to get these kind of two kind of washed up actors who at once upon a time were a listers. And should really have been A-listers. So should have should have been nowhere near this movie, um, if their careers had gone in the right way. If you know <laughs> Downey Jr. hadn't got himself uh, got him got himself in, into rehab, and if Val Kilmer had not made uh, what was it, Island of, Island of Doctor Moreau, then they would have been nowhere near this film. Um, and it's to the film. The film is fortunate to have such such talented actors uh, working on it as well. And Shane Black is skillful enough to to get the best out of them. Yeah, it's um, it, it's a film that really, you know, when you look at the some of the parts in, I think if you'd um, almost, I feel if if this film had been announced today and and hadn't existed, um, probably couldn't exist today either. But if if the film was announced today and you saw that cast and you saw what was behind it, you probably go, oh, this feels like this could be a, a a much bigger thing than it was at the time. It really wasn't because, as, as Terry has said, you've got a lot of different people who are, for various reasons, not necessarily uh, flavour of the month in Hollywood. Um, and Graham, the, briefly, let's talk. The, one of the other reasons I was interested in this film is, for me, this feels like it's it's almost a bit of a crossing point with action films. Obviously, we're right at, at, at the kind of the end of the landfill bit. You're starting, you know, this kind of proceeds, as, as, as Terry said, Downey Jr. into Marvel. You've had a lot of kind of big action films and some of them are getting a bit tedious. You've had some quite frankly terrible action films during during that point in time. And you've had a lot going on with with cinema as well. A lot of different kind of voices and and you know, people like Tarantino who've come in and, and done things quite differently as well. And this to me felt like, you know, it's it's not totally an action film but it's Shane Black so you're going to get action this to me feels like it, it, it's a coda to the end of uh, an era that uh, that is just about to pass even if potentially at the time we didn't know that it was about to pass that that's my feeling at any rate I, I think that's 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 a perfectly reasonable feeling to have from, from this film actually because 
Um, the, even the technology looks out of date, doesn't it, in here? I mean, it, it, for, for 2005, it looks out of date. But I suppose this is, what, an 18-year-old film now. And... And it, it just it just feels a bit a bit clunky when 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 they when they try and introduce it. Um, I, I think when I suppose if you if you really look at it, the 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 it, you, you you could really analyze it and think, well, this is this is Shane Black's directorial debut. This film, He's, he hasn't directed any film for all he was 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 a writer up to this point, and, and doesn't direct another one until Iron Man three, uh, until eight years eight years later. So. Uh, here he is on on you know what we now know the the whole Marvel universe thing that has dominated uh, a, um, action movies over the year and and also as well the fact that streaming services have also meant that it's harder to 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 drag people to the cinema so you've got to make action movies bigger and and ridiculous now utterly ridiculous. Because that's the only way you can appreciate them on the big screen. Because it, because they are so ridiculous. Your fifty-inch television at home is too small, too small to watch these films. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang works well on a fifty-inch screen. Yeah, it really does. It, it probably works well on a twenty-four-inch screen because it's that's the kind of film it is. So it it does sit within that. This could have been on VHS. I watched it on Blu-ray, but I could have watched it on on, on VHS. It has that sort of vibe to it. And I, and you're right, Terry. There is that sort of grainy grainy quality. It's not leaving Las Vegas grainy, but it's it's it is. There is something about it that is is not you know not as polished as 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 say other films are but i think that 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 gives it something it is a dirty it's a grubby film isn't it it's noir it's meant to be grubby isn't it and and i think that's what i think a lot of films have have missed now because we've got so many artists working on it the grubbiness of a film is, is deliberate it's it's added on um this is just grubby because it's grubby it's i mean i i do love films where 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 you know you're trying to get rid of a body it's a bit it's very much a late 90s trope isn't it i mean i suppose it starts at weekend at bernie's and then sort of like everyone wants to have their weekend at bernie's bit in 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 their films we've got to have it somewhere but the whole thing of getting a body and then it turning up in your flat again is is brilliant that's that 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 <laughs> really drugged me back in the film that did that really did so so yeah it's stuff like that that sort of action it's, it, it is yeah, if you say, oh, it's not really an action film. Yeah, no, there are. There are genuine action scenes in this. But as well, there, as, as Terry said, that, that scene where he shoots, uh, well, Mr. Mustard, isn't it? Well, Mr. Pan or whatever his na na name is. Um, that is a genuinely difficult scene, isn't it? That's, that, that very is Shane Black, the, the way he's written that. And the, and the time between each bullet being shot. This isn't just like, you know, Harvey Keitel, emptying a clip in someone this is these this is really thought out and 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 timed beautifully and acted wonderfully by by uh robert downey jr and it, and it is a really really good performance from him such a good performance and so yeah. and, and the thing is that, that that just just reducing it down to to saying this is an action film or or trying to say it's an action film does take away a lot of that val kilmer's great in what he does but he's not really asked to do too much in, in as the role of, of of gay perry and yes we are going to go into gay perry a lot i'm sure in the next half an hour or so um but yeah i i think there there is something that um about this film that that says 
you know, that you you can enjoy it, and it is it harkens back to another time. But because it's based in something that is timeless, almost the book it was it was originally based on was written in 1941. The author of that book died in 1977. It, it is it, it, this is pop fiction. This is actual pop fiction, mm. not not the the non-linear cut up stuff that, that that Tarantino did. The, the, this stuff here, and the refer the the constant referrals to, to pop fiction in it. Um, the, the the stories that the the um, the character is actually well the the original character in the book was based in Miami um, was Mike Shane Mike Shane had a series of films in the um, in the nineteen forties had his own franchise there um, and and this guy wrote three hundred odd stories based on this Mike Shane character um, what was his name I've got it here I've got my notes here Brett Halliday that was his pen name I think his name was David Dresser his real name but yeah this is the so so these these are the stories that, so that adds the element to this timeless nature of it all and of course as I said before going back to all these other noir films so why you why you can say yes it is the end of an era as far as action films are concerned because it's going to go into something else where CGI takes over um there is there is a film that there is a feeling of that you could make this tomorrow and it could still be the same way all right attitudes may have changed quite substantially but i think you can still make this film tomorrow or make it 30 years before it was even made yeah it, it is if it's one thing to me it's a it's a love it's almost a love letter to pulp yeah because totally. yeah you know there there is and let's be fair. I mean, gentlemen, I think we we quite like pulp, don't we? We we're 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 fans of pulping when it comes to to this. And and yeah, there's one thing. You know, I actually came away from this wanting to read some Johnny Gossamer books, mm. um, which uh, I, I would. I, I have a feeling that if Shane Black decided to go right, I'm going to sit down and write some Johnny Gossamer books. I would be the my bookcase would be full of them. Uh, I reckon they would be an absolutely cracking read. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, this this is such a, a, a film to unpack. But again, Terry, one of the things that this does, I for me, in, in quite, yeah, in a way that a lot of films live or die on, is obviously in action movies, we do have the, the the trope of the mismatched pair the buddy movie in there and and this is this is firmly in that genre i mean again you could say that shane black really with lethal weapon kicked off a lot of that um in there but but this these kind of films even if you've got a a, a decent script it lives or dies on the chemistry of the lead um and i think you know for for all the uh all the elements that you could be a little bit uh trying in there um I think it's probably fair to say that uh, this film is is all the better for the casting that is done within here. Yeah, absolutely. And the chemistry between um, Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know whether or not I've ever really been completely sold on Val Kilmer as an actor, if I'm being totally honest with you. I've, 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 he, he has his considerable fans. Um, but I've always found him to be a touch wooden uh, in a lot of the stuff that that, that he does, um, which I mean, with the exception of Top Gun, which I thought he was brilliant in. Um, but you know, like when he did Batman, I thought it was uh, it, it was it was a bit um, you what know, always a bit wooden. What um, about Top Secret? And, and a, hmm? what about Top Secret? 
Yeah, got you there. Yeah. Yeah, no, he is good in Top Secret. Yeah, Top Secret is a very good film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. Nevertheless, my overriding impression of Al Kilmer is, is that I find him a touch wooden. Um, <laughs> Zucker, Brother, Zucker Brothers movies notwithstanding. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, but <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, I think that the, the, the scenes that they have together work really, really well. I, I, mean, I, I do like the, the relationship that the two characters have, that they're, they are... They're antagonistic towards each other, but then when they when but then they clearly develop an affection for one another, particularly Gay Perry because he's willing to help Harry out of the various scrapes that he finds himself in. It, uh, oftentimes because it's you know it's going to come back on him, but oftentimes I think because that's just the way that Shane Black wants them wants them to do. And 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 I think that that's a, another point of the movie is, is that because the plot isn't necessarily driving the growth of the characters, the scriptwriter is driving the growth of the characters, and, and we understand this. The audience understands this because of the way that the movie is being presented, and so it actually it, it's it's it, it's it's the the fact that they're able to sell that to us is quite impressive. Um, when you consider that you know the plot is is very much incidental to to what's actually happening in the movie, and I think that that adds some additional depth depth to it. And and, and, and and you know this movie is a movie of substance. I mean, I should just make that clear. Probably should have made that clear at the start. There's a reason why you know authentic movie type hipster types love this film. Um, it's because it does ha- it does have that kind of out of the box slight art house sort of like hipster quality to it, even though it's a studio production. It feels like an indie film. Um, and, and, it's, and, it, it's, and it's nicer. And that maybe just makes it feel like these kind of ex-A-list actors ever so slightly out, you know, fish out of water it, it, in that respect as well. It, it's all, yeah, as Graham says, it's hugely, hugely meta. Mm. So much meta that um, it's amazing Mark Zuckerberg hasn't bought it up and uh, subsumed it into meta. But um, Graham as well, um, and there's uh, with the the script as well. And, and again, we've talked a little bit, but this is a, this is a script that you can probably imagine students uh, who hipster students come back and quoting to each other quite a bit throughout various points. And let let's be fair, Graham, there is a lot of zinging one-liners in here. My favourite being, who taught you maths? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is one of the, When he says there's an 8% chance of, of Russian roulette, I, I did like that. <laughs> that. That was fun. But then again, as well, I don't like obviously clever wordplay in, in, in films, like like the whole adverb thing, the badly stuff. I, I think, like, yeah, great, okay, yeah, all right. So, yeah, you you, you did an England, English degree, so what? So, right, okay, people do not talk like this, ever. And it, it's like no one gives lectures on, on, on this. And I think, so Val Kilmer gets the better line out of that. What, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, and and the way he treats Harry as an idiot is brilliant. It's, there is no, there, there's no two ways about it. He just, he just thinks you're an absolute moron. I'm going to treat you as a moron. Uh, but, you know, for some reason, I'm going to save your life and, you know, help you out here. Um, and and of course there is the, this whole thing of of the the way that the, the way that the, the the plot is weaved. You don't know if he's really a good guy or a bad guy or or, or what's going to happen in there. Um, which is which is always good because you don't 
it, the the script doesn't allow you to to just 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 relax into into autopilot while watching it. I, I the, the the best testimony of this film is I didn't pick up my phone to start looking at other things like like oh look at this new social media platform that uh, that, <laughs> that, that that I've just joined. Um, so that that that's a good thing because I was obviously watching this because I know I I was recording a podcast about it the following evening so I should be watching it so I can have lots and lots of zingy takes and things like that. But um uh, but uh, I think that the, the the script did help, and it, and it certainly does work very 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 well. Uh, and it, but it, it is it is Shane Black, I and mean, it's it's just a shame that he hasn't written more films. Um, mm. the, uh, because I think it 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 I don't know is it a shame? Would I not get bored of it after a while? I think I might get bored of it. Maybe I would. Hmm. Have you seen these other films? Because uh, I must confess this up. I mean, I've not seen. Some have not seen like Nice Guys. Nice Sorry. Guys. I've not seen that. I've not seen that. No. It's been. It's got to be. It's got to be approaching thirty years since I've seen Last Boy Scout. Really, I mean, it has been a long time for that. And 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 Lethal Weapon Two. I can't remember the last time I saw that. Um, maybe that's for a good reason. But uh, yeah, um, no, I think probably the last film I watched of his was was probably Iron Man Three. I think that was probably the the last one I watched. How about you, Gary? Mm. Have you, are you fully um, over the yeah, it, it would almost certainly for me be Iron Man 3 which I would agree is is a real favourite of mine I, I absolutely love that film it's a film that if it's on TV I could just sit down and watch it again and again it, it's brilliant The Nice Guys um, I think if you if now that you've watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang The Nice Guys is kind of really the successor to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang um, as well, it, it, it's a very, very similar movie, albeit with Shane Black, with a little bit more, I think, confidence and budget behind it. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's probably been a, a very, very long time since I've seen The Last Boy Scout as well. But again, all films where I'd kind of sit down and in, enjoy. Um, and you know, if had they had he gone on to write a, a sequel. To this or, or a second film for with featuring these characters i think i would have probably gone to the movies and sat down and, and enjoyed that as well with diminishing returns but um i could certainly I, I would have certainly been happy to have you know another couple of hours of uh of valcom and robert downey jr and michelle monaghan really just needling each other throughout the entire film um while things happen around them um you know that that's really boils down to something happens but uh they they spend more time uh needling each other and just with things going on well one one film we haven't mentioned and one film where that is really meta as well uh is uh is last is is last action hero um mm. yeah and mm. and uh, how long has it been since you watched that film yeah, yeah. No one's rushed I, back to watch that anytime soon. No, <laughs> no, and I think that this is it's been has been his problem. Is Last Action Hero? Yes, uh, Long His Good Night again. They spent a lot of money on that film, but it didn't return a great deal in terms of box office. I remember watching it a couple of times and really, really enjoying it. I thought it was bold to make Gina Davis the lead in that film. I thought it was a bold film. But you know his his I mean his career is somewhat hallmarked with 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 movies that 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 don't entirely hit the mark and 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 maybe this is a reason why 
you know, kiss, kiss, bang, bang sort of like feels a bit weird because he is kind of offbeat. He's kind of sideways glance. I mean, Iron Man 3 is not, I would suggest you, not a conventional Marvel movie. I would say that was very much a signature director movie. You look at the latest, uh, no, is it the late, the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film? No, the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange film. Okay, I mean, Sam Raimi is a hugely stylized director, but he's managed, Disney have managed to beat the Sam Raimi out of that movie. There's only glimpses of Sam Raimi in it. Whereas Iron Man 3 is quite quite decidedly a shade black film but then he also because he does the predator as well in in 2018 and that tanks too um and which is a shame um but 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 so he's 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 got a you know he's clearly got talent and people i think recognize he's got talent but maybe he doesn't always make bring these projects home to where to where they should be and and I think that's why Kiss Kiss Bang Bang works because it is quite nice, comfortable mid budget movie that 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 is able to work within its ambitions and within presumably within its commercial ambitions, and and everybody walks away quite happy. It gets uh, because they sent it to Cannes, didn't they? The studio yep. loved it, and they said this is a brilliant Standing film. Ovation. We're sending this to Cannes. Standing ovation at Cannes. Uh, uh, yeah. There is there there is another there is another universe where the studio put a lot of money into this. And Gay Perry is played by Harrison Ford. Mm. <laughs> and Harry is Indeed. played by either Hugh Grant or Johnny Knoxville, depending on, on who, who you read. <laughs> now, that, that, to be fair, Johnny Knoxville was huge in 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, he was I was huge. more laughing at huge Gr- Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant, as, as, yeah, that's, that's even funny. Uh, it was either Benicio Del Toro or, or Harrison Ford as Gay Perry. Uh, but yeah. uh, but uh, Harrison Ford was only there if if the studio really liked it and they were going to put a load of money into it. Um, uh, how different would that have been, Gary? Come on. I mean, the, we talk a lot about the the what ifs in the casting, and yeah, this I I can see Harrison Ford pulling it off because Gay Perry's lines are very. You need to have that grumpiness throughout and just level of irritation. And Harrison Ford can do that. Whether it would have been a better film with those actors in, Del Toro would have been a fascinating one. I think you'd get a very different movie with Benicio Del Toro in in that role. Um, You'd got a very different movie with Johnny Knoxville potentially in that (laughs) role. Um, Potentially a little bit more pratfalls. I don't know. I mean, like Robert Downey Jr. does the the hanging off a freeway from a a corpse in a coffin (laughs) dangled above there very, very well, Um, which is probably one of my favorite favorite scenes in there. Just, you know, that's the point where Shane Black's just like, right, here we go filled in there and you could just imagine him writing that down in the script of just like and the coffin lands on the freeway and robert downey jr rolls and um, harry rolls over holds dangles shoots the bad guy whilst dangling off i mean if if you read that in a script without seeing the film you would have looked at that and gone oh that that's a film that i want to see just based <laughs> on that part of the script alone because there's there's just levels of ridiculousness and it is you know when you get to that that yeah it's not obviously because constrained by the budget and you get to that action sequence it, it's you know i know that there's there's a lot of 
icky problematic things but at the end of the day racing through a free having a car chasing a freeway with a corpse in the back in a coffin and lots of other things going on like it, that that's the point where you just kind of go okay i'm this regardless of everything else there is a bit of there's a lot of fun for me to to finish at that that end bit in there um but yeah no the the, the action would have been very very different i I think, and and the movie as well. Um, just that relationship between the characters, and I think you know, I think to a certain extent as well. Probably all, you know, certainly in terms of Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, probably knew they didn't have a lot to lose with this film, but they had a lot to gain from this particular film. You know, they, they for you know, they they've been given given a chance and a budget. Um, word is that actually. Mel Gibson uh, put up the insurance money for Robert Downey Jr. because no studio would really touch him. Um, you know, they, they, he was getting some roles like Gothica and I think Singing Detective, but Mel Gibson was the one who said, "No, th- this guy is this guy is really good." Um, you know, I want to give him more. Fascinating as well. I, I suspect Mel Gibson probably read that script and went, "Oh, if I was you know a bit younger, I would have really enjoyed having a crack at this one." as well as in in that which again probably would not have been the same it's that 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 kind of zingy dialogue that goes in there yeah it, it it's yeah it, it could have been a very very different world and you know to be honest this it's not necessarily a film that huge amounts of people have seen but i think those who have probably have a similar thing of even if they they find it trying all those bits they don't like they probably go mm, okay i'm glad i've seen that film and there are still, regardless of what you think, there's still some brilliant moments. Corpse coffin. Who taught you maths? Um, do you know what the de- do you know what you look up in the dictionary if you see idiot? My face. No, the definition of the word idiot. That's you. I mean, that again is just a wonderful. When when they're in the moment, that was just that that yeah. bit. No, you've got some magic that you can just bottle. If you, need, if you need anything, hesitate to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's also probably fair to say that uh, had 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 they gone for 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 um, um, higher higher box office uh, actors, they might not have cast Michelle Monaghan as well. No, because yeah. at this point, she, this she, this is her breakthrough movie, and we would have been we would have been robbed of of, of the joy of Michelle Monaghan. And, and and it might well have affected the the the, the direction of her career as well because I think I think the following year she's doing Mission Impossible or, the, or or shortly thereafter she's doing she's on board with the Mission Impossible franchise so so and, and she's immaculate in this film yeah she's absolutely immaculate in this film um and 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 completes that 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 triangle beautifully she's funny she's sassy she's sexy. Um, uh, uh, she 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 pulls off the action scenes with great panache. She has the humour, but she also she she you know she brings the sorrow and the sadness and 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 the ennui you know of 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 her life and and the, and the character's life of 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 you know like there's there's a uh, discussions I suppose to be had about the attitudes towards the the ladies of L.A. and some of the things that Harry says, which in universe and in character um, it, it should be said. Um, but but she reflects that really really well as someone who you know as a, a, a kind of an escort, kind of a waitress, kind of a hostess, you know, has to dress up in sexy Santa costumes uh, in order to make a, in order to make a living. 
But of course, underlying that, of course, is the tragedy and and the horror behind her her, her life and her upbringing and what brings her to to LA. And and this tells the story of about you know it tells the story about LA and about that that trope that that myth if you like that Hollywood myth of people who come from all over America often almost like refugees really coming yeah. in looking for a better life in Hollywood looking to see if they can hit the jackpot mm. and 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 most of them failing and the story is about that as well and and and, and that's that's part of it too part of 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 the of, of the ups and downs and the peaks of trust of Hollywood life which Shane Black Robert Downey Jr and Val Kilmer know all about and so and and it's weaved into the film and you can tell and you can appreciate it when you're watching it like i said it's a film of substance yeah yeah put a hundred down and buy a car in a week or two they'll make you a star won't they weeks turn into mm. years how quick they pass so true yeah so true yeah it's uh, and then again i think you know michelle monaghan you've got two really really genuinely good actors and she she holds her own in there it, it's it's you know it it certainly would be a lesser film without you uh, without her in it but but Terry I think you know this is where we probably have to go and you know one of the things I said is I don't think you would necessarily get this movie made today um, I, w- I was approaching this film knowing that there was probably going to be some bits which I which were probably not necessarily reflective of today's sensibilities um, Shane Black is is probably he can, he can write some great roles for women but i'm not necessarily sure whether he's uh known as as somebody it, it, let's be fair it can it verges quite a bit in your some people may take a reading from this film with a lot of misogyny and homophobia into it um and obviously we've got the the character of of gay perry um what was your kind of take watching this for the first time in um you know, in this day and age, as opposed to 2005 when the, the film came out? Um, it is a difficult one because um, misogyny and exploitation of women is a hallmark, I think, of Hollywood. Um, and it is, and knowing more now what we do about Hollywood and inside Hollywood and, and, and the abuses of, of powerful men in Hollywood, it, that, that, these, these sentiments take on more meaning. Uh, to what extent Shane Black is conveying this in the film i'm less than convinced it, it, this is always a thing with 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 particularly with muscle movies with male dominated movies and films that perhaps are aimed largely at male is that women do find it difficult to get good roles without them at some point being tossed aside in some way and in oftentimes you know meeting a a, a truly gruesome end uh, and and this is a a hallmark of 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 Hollywood action movies, not just action movies, but other drama films as well. And it's something that is be, has been addressed, uh, and and I think we're seeing changes in there. But in two thousand and five, that was pretty much par for the course. I, I feel that um, Harmony's Harmony transcends that, and 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 is a, and is a great character. But the general attitude, I think, of the narrative of the movie towards women in general uh, is, is yes, you know, that line about, you know, it's almost like the East Coast sort of the dirty yeah, like bed rug, and, and, all, yeah, the, yeah. and all, the, all the normal women. And other things as well. I mean, generally speaking, how, Harry's attitudes towards Harmony and how he thinks Harmony should, should behave and how she should be treated are quite old school, quite old fashioned um, and quite patronising. Um, I feel that there's an element of meaning well about it 
but I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think, again, you know, were this film to be remade in 2023, that would be different, as indeed would Gay Perry's character. Uh, and my take on that is quite simply that, you know, <laughs> Gay Perry is not gay, okay? It's just, it's just a guy pretending to be gay. This, I don't, this is not an accurate portrayal, in my opinion, of, 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 of gay, gayness. I don't believe that this is personally. Um, I think that what he is trying to do, I think his heart's in the right place. I think that he probably felt that what he was doing was he was breaking some boundaries by saying, let's have an openly gay character in this film without really knowing what it is to write a gay character and in fact all that just came out were a bunch of a bunch of sort of like fairly lazy sort of like stereotypes about about gay people and about gay men in particular it, it's it's this going out of your way look look at us we're gay you know it's and it's 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 obvious and and it's inauthentic in my opinion and i feel unfortunately that in 2005 you know they should have known better this film was made 10 years earlier. I might have thought, well, you know, it's 19. it was the 90s. Everybody was awful back then. But, you know, we pretended to be nice to each other, but we weren't. We were still Thatcherites. <laughs> but in 2005, things have moved on mm. sufficiently. So, But again, that does explain the kind of movies like what you were saying, Graham. It's slightly out of its time. Mm. You know, the fact that it doesn't yeah. utilise the sort of like contemporary technologies at the time. This is a film that I think Shane Black probably has written probably thinking that he's still in Lethal Weapon world. You know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like, it, it, it's sort of like, you know, it's almost like, let's use phone boxes, you know. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little bit like, it's not what happens, but, but it feels like that. Um, and so you can, you, can, you can, if you want to be kind to, 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 to the movie, then, then you can look at it in those terms. And you could say that it means well. And it's not for me to decide whether or not people should be uh, offended by that. Um, uh, but I mean, fortunately, it doesn't really, it's, I, I personally didn't feel offended by it. Um, I'm not quite certain how people who you know, are part of the LGBTQ community might feel watching this film, however. And it might want to come with a warning. Yeah, I I I was I actually spent a bit of time afterwards try because I I I watched it and I went I'm not quite sure how how I feel or how other people feel. From what I could tell on the internet, obviously a very dangerous place to go when you're seeking out opinions, but um from what I could tell there there seemed to be a bit of a split in that some people um from the LGBTQ community who'd seen it really did not like it. They felt it was very, you know, very offensive um, and and kind of, you know, a charitable best. They, they took your reading that it was written in a, in a way with, uh, yeah, there, there was an attempt in there, but um, it fell very, very badly short. But I've seen other people who, you know, Actually, it was Pink News had, had a piece where they actually genuinely quite liked it because they said, look, they, here is a, a Gary gay character who essentially is the the person who is the most competent, um, clearly the most competent person in the room. There, there's somebody who actually, you know, it's yes, it's played for laughs, but it's a character, you know, that actually sits there and is not done in a way that that a lot of other films have been treating. So yes, it, it's a very it's a very different representation. Again, accurate well not a, a, a not really for me to say. But yeah, Graham, how did you feel watching the kind of you know at, again same similar question to Terry the attitudes of um, the film now for watching it for the first time in 2023. Well, 
it, it, I think watching it now, obviously with what Terry was saying about the whole things about how the whole horror show of of exploitation in in Hollywood has come out over the last few years. Um, I, I think it, is this a cry for help almost? Is it is this a, a, a sort of save? This is Shane, uh, Shane Black saying, "Look, Hollywood is a, is a is a cesspit." But look, they're paying me a lot of money to make this film, so I I can't really tell you how bad it really is. But look, just look at this and just and just make make your own mind up. Of course, the 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 character of of, of Gay Perry. That what what really is strongest about it, of course, is that the fact that he's gay is the least interesting thing about him. That he's a very interesting character. He's got so much going on, and he's very patient with everyone who 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 sees that as the most important thing about him. When really this guy is like you know has got so much more to offer, and I think that that is the positive aspect of it. But of course, it does come up. I mean, this 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 could be an Eddie Murphy film from 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 the mid eighties with the with the attitudes. To, towards him, I mean, they could they could have just dug up Surge from 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 Beverly Hills Cop, couldn't they? <laughs> really, I was thinking about Surge. Yeah, you wanted with a lemon twist. <laughs> what is it pertaining? Yeah, what is pertaining? Too many times. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which makes us laugh as well. Yeah, yeah. I hope you feel bad about yeah. that, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I do feel bad. No, I do feel bad about it. But I'm not going to lie; it made me laugh at the time, and there's still. I mean, I yeah, think but back that, on it that, now. That's what it's like. I mean, this this mm. film comes out what almost 20 years after Beverly Hills Cop, so yeah. it, it, it it's you sort of get the feeling. Well, what what that what why why is this still here? But I suppose what he's really doing is is perhaps he's trying to 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 say, look, these attitudes are still here especially in hollywood not even in hollywood so i i think that's that that there is there but I've, I've, these sort of things are very easy to miss and because they are so personal to lots of people that whatever reaction people have is going to be the right one because it's their own reaction totally yeah and I mean, as three white straight guys, you know, we have the luxury of being able to Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, so it's very so easy for, for us to do, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I feel it's inter, not incidental. I don't I don't think it ruins the movie in the slightest. No, no, um, no. And I think you're right, Graham, because I think yeah. there's sufficient art within it to be able to say, well, I mean, maybe there's something. Maybe we're being told something here. Let's let's look at it like that. Yeah. And I think that's a perfectly valid interpretation of the film. Equally, I think if you feel differently about it and you think, no, this is just clumsy and shit, then yeah. then I think that's perfectly valid as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a it's such a, you know, film in some respects. And Terry, you, you, you've kind of said as well, there's so, but well, we've all said this, there's so much going on in there that, you know, I I suspect that you would get a lot of people would watch this film and a lot of people come out with a very different opinion. Whereas, you know, some films, probably a lot of the films that we've discussed, you kind of fall into either I enjoyed it or I really didn't like it very much. Whereas I kind of feel with this film that there is there's a lot that you can not enjoy, whether it's stylistically or, or attitudinally. But then there's also a lot you can enjoy. Um and you know it passes the uh, passes the mobile phone test 
of uh, as as Graham said in terms of not uh, not necessarily making you reach for what's going on. But partly because there's there's so much that I'm not even sure that Shane Black at times quite knows what's going on. Um, it, certainly, if not, he can get. Um, get a, a another zingy one-liner in there. Um, but Terry, you know, this is the action movie landfill. Um, this is a film that potentially some people may go, hmm, this is, this is short on action. Um, let's go into a slightly more familiar territory for us. Um, did you enjoy what action you saw in this film? And is this, an, is, where does this come from, from action? Because there, there is action in there and, uh, without any shadow of a doubt. It's just a, it's it's a not a it's an action film and not an action film in the same way that it's uh, it, it's many other films and also not another film to me. I think the, the climax of the movie where, where 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 yeah again when you've got some coffin shenanigans in and and, and and car chases I think you're in a you're in a good place and and I, I uh, if you've listened to uh, to previous podcasts that I've been on on this one. I enjoy absurd action, um, and and so you know th- that that is something that 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 I got a lot. Of. I mean, it, it's it is all quite low budget and quite low rent. Um, I'm currently rewatching the Fast and Furious films at the moment. Uh, I say rewatching; I'm actually watching them for the first time, and I'm having tremendous fun. And the most recent one I watched, they were there was two cars dragging a massive safe behind them, and then boshing everybody else out of the way. It was tremendous fun. That is a level of absurdity I can totally get on board with. In a future episode, you will find me going on for at least half an hour about how great it is that somebody tried to hit James Bond with a tube train. Tube train. This is the level of action that I that I like. Um, so 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 I. I I felt that that level of absurdity was entirely appropriate for the tone of the film um, and for what the film was trying to achieve. Um, yes, it, it, the, the front end of the movie is is, is plot development, character growth, um, uh, and, and, and drama, melodrama, comedy, uh, and, and not a great deal of action. Although there is a very amusing fingers finger scene, which is which is 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 quite good. So it's got that. It's got got the violence, got graphic violence, very stark murder. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I guess probably when I conceived of us doing the landfill, I was probably thinking we'd be doing movies with a lot more set piece action sequences than the ones that we're doing. But then that's just the way thing, the direction you go, isn't it? And this movie is, I would say, an action film, but it is also a comedy. It's also a drama. And it's also a satire. It is. It is many things, this movie. Ed Graham, I'm from, um, you know, it is it is a low budget film for, in Hollywood standards. Um, and f- one, well, one film from that I was starting to think about as, as we've been talking through another lowish budget film that we've done uh, on here has been the the Transporter. Um, much as I enjoyed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I have a feeling that if you ask me which film I'd rather watch most evenings, it would probably end up being the transporter rather <laughs> than uh kiss kiss bang bang even though i think kiss kiss bang bang is objective objectively a better movie yeah i think it depends what you want i think if listeners are looking for a film that is similarish to 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 kiss kiss bang bang uh i i would perhaps recommend something like uh, seven psychopaths 
which has uh, Colin Farrell and Woody Harrelson in it, and and that 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 was made a few years later. But that that's that's very knowing. Got this whole sort of Hollywood thing going on there as well, and there's a lot of really really crazy weird shit that goes on in there as well. I think Terry, I think you'd love that if you haven't seen it already. I've never seen it. No, no. well, I, I think you'd enjoy it because it's got a load mm. of absurdity in it, and uh, and uh, be right up your alley. I think. Um, but yeah, well, of course, the transporter is, is extremely absurd. I mean, that's, that's, that's Terry's a big fan of, of, of the state <laughs> because of the absurdity he brings. And uh, yes, that's 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 just the big truck of absurdity that that, that turns up whenever the state is called. Uh, <laughs> Statham, but remember, Statham has to uh, uh, elaborately steal the truck of absurdity from <laughs> under the noses <laughs> of 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 wealthy billionaire Hugh Grant. Uh, it <laughs> uh, works for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly it certainly does 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 work for you. The, 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 the thing, the, the thing about this movie is that you you can't you can't take your eyes off this movie because there's just so much going on, yeah. and you're spending a lot of time going saying. What is going on in this film? <laughs> so you can't pick up your phone because you think I tr- I'm trying to under trying to get a bead on this movie, and that's why that's why it's so good, <laughs> and that's what and that's why you know it's so it's so engaging. Um, but again, you sort of le- left with that thinking, well, what was that? What was that? And that's good. And it's healthy. It's perfectly challenging. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm like, like you. I mean, like you know, it's like you know, would you want to kiss, kiss, bang, bang, or transport, <laughs> transport? But it's a game, Rocky. Rocky Four. Which is the better film? Rocky. Which is the film you're going to watch? Rocky Four. Right? I mean, it's just... It's, 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 what can you do? What can you do? Let's face it. What do ITV4 ITV know? Which one are they going to show? Totally. Which one are they yeah. going to show at midnight on a Friday night, eh? Rocky Four. Of course yeah, they are. Of course they are. Well, who's going to want to watch Rocky at midnight on Friday? I mean, honestly. I mean, like, like, yeah. I mean, like, that's got to be some kebab you, you, you're you eating there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, this I, and i think probably the best you know when we talk about um action movie landfill i think like m- pretty much all of the films will have a natural home on on itv4 this one's natural home is probably late night channel 4 rather than yeah, uh totally. late night ITV. It, it's yeah. got that Channel Four audience, I think, or B, or you know, BBC Two at a push. More four. It, it's more, more four. four. More four. It's it, got more four written yeah. all over it. <laughs> it does. It does. It's got those, those elements in there, and you know, again, not that that doesn't mean that it's not an action film. You can. There's so much that you can kind of take out of it. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's there's a lot in um, lot going on, and again. You know, when you look for me as well, this is this is a probably what changes it. Again, you're kind of seeing some of those sensibilities that have crept into the mainstream a bit more of the filmmakers that were very big in the 90s that um, sat outside the mainstream. But you know, Tarantino being an obvious one that you could definitely see. You know, when you kind of look at various directors or, or styles that could take over this. Um, yes, you could probably have imagined a Luke Besson version of this, but you could equally imagine a Coen Brothers version of this certainly, as well. Um, it, and again, I mean, to be honest, if you if you'd given me a Coen Brothers version of this, I think I would have been all over it. Uh, God knows where it would have gone, but it would have gone somewhere <laughs> quite 
quite, quite, quite strange. Um, but, you know, they, 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 they would hit their peak in the 90s and you can see influences of that. But then you can also see, you know, influences of, uh, you know, there's, there's influences of, uh, of Chinatown, as we've mentioned, going all the way back to Bogart. But then a lot of that still comes through in, you know, in, in today. There's a, it's, it's a love-hate letter to Hollywood, maybe you could kind of say. There's a lot they don't like and there's a lot that he does like. Um, it, 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 while I was watching it, it reminded me of a Hal Hartley film called Amateur from 1995, I think, with the immaculate Isabella Hubert, who plays a uh, nun who uh, leaves the monastery and, and starts writing uh, pornographic fiction. And it's, it's, I don't think it's set in L.A., but it's, set in, it, it's, it's got that same kind of noir feel about it. And again, it's, it's more a question about... You know, it, let, let's look. It's not knowing. It's not meta. It's but it's more about. I think I feel that there are some themes going on there, and its look and feel were very, very similar to that. And I don't know whether I have no idea whether or not that way. But obviously, Hal Hartley being a fairly influential director, very much a director's director, and I wonder whether or not there was a bit of that going on there as well. It is riffing off the neo noir, so it's all derivative. But it did remind me a lot of that movie, and I did want to raise that. The other thing I think is worth raising, of course, is is that. Shane Black does like his Christmas movies, doesn't he? And so I guess the question is, is this the actual Christmas movie? It was Die Hard. Now, as has been established by the landfill, it's in fact Lethal Weapon is the actual Christmas movie. Or is it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Or, or in fact, Iron Man 3 for that matter? Well, well... They, it's all of them because it's Shane Black and he loves Christmas. Um, but um, yeah, so there needs to be a Shane Black Christmas, doesn't there? Somebody, some broadcast yeah. needs to get yeah. all of these movies but, together over Christmas. But just... yeah, but now when it, anyone this Christmas is going on threads, is going like you know, oh yeah, yeah, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And say look, look, oh, come on, look, look, how, look, come on, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Come on, you, you ought to say that or Iron yeah. Man Three. Come on, let's 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 let, let's pin it down now, shall we? Yeah. You know. know what? If IT, if uh, you know ITVX um, over Christmas decided to do a Shane Black channel for for Christmas, I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I would be sat there at Christmas going, "Oh hell yes!" You know, I'm not sure whether I could do it do it again anytime soon, but I could sit down and watch an entire day of you know Shane Black Christmas theme movies. They could they could call the they could call the channel Black Christmas. Uh, the irony, of course, being that they they wouldn't include the film Black Christmas in it because it's not a Shane Black film. But you know what I mean. But yeah, a Black Christmas that'll be right. Yes, definitely. ITV, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can have that one for free. No, no. ITV well, listen no, to this podcast. No. ITV four. They 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 probably do the whole schedule based on this podcast. <laughs> That, and so I think we'll kind of come to to wrapping up. What I probably say is that if um if you haven't enjoyed if you sit down after this podcast because I'm I'm relatively sure that um listeners are probably about fifty fifty about those who may have seen it and, and those who may have not knowing well our kind of profile um if you hadn't seen it and come in and, and you like I just want an action film that's fine go back through the 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 previous landfill um go 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 to Blue Thunder I think you probably enjoy that one um but on the other hand if there's places that you want to go having watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and go I, I'm I would like to think a little bit more um you know to <sighs> this is just like I'm just thinking these two films are just poles apart and yet they collide in here 
Um, I was like, one is The Player, which Graham has recommended, which is an excellent film, satire of Hollywood. Watch it. It's it's superb. But then the other bit is Bad Santa. It, it, it feels like Bad Santa comes into this film as well. I mean, could, Spielberg loves his kind of pitches. If somebody, Graham, had pitched you, um, you know, carry on Chinatown, meets The Player, meets Bad Santa... I think you'd have commissioned that film. Uh, yeah, I said, how are you going to get that done in an hour and three quarters? And, and you, you give it a go, give it to a guy like Shane Black and he'll do it for you. Yeah, it's um, so, you know, then we go, is this landfill or not landfill? Uh, Graham, landfill for you or not landfill? Not landfill. It has done enough to be saved from the landfill. It's this is this isn't going out. This is, this is staying here. It's, it's one that you could put on the DVD uh, case. And, and when somebody comes around, you go, oh, yes, that film. And uh, and it's like your coffee table book, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah. Terry, uh, landfill or not landfill? Yeah, no, not landfill for me. And I would lobby for Wes Anderson to remake this film. And I think I would, <laughs> I would definitely watch the shit out of it. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Wes Anderson's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, Gene Hackman I mean, and Dave Perry. Ryan. Yes, yes, wonderful. I've got it already. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just now thinking, going back through the landfill, just remaking every film that's been in the landfill in the style of Wes Anderson. <laughs> the fact that Wes Anderson hasn't got his mitts on Jason Statham yet is a is is a, is a, is a tragedy. It's a tragedy. I think it's probably fair to say that if you like cinema, and this is probably one of the reasons that you're watching this podcast and you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think you will find a lot in there. If you are somebody who just wants to sit back, crack open a beer and let a film wash over you, um, this might not be the right choice for you. Wait until you're in more. Maybe wait until you've watched a couple of things on. on you've gone to more or you've got yourself into that mindset and, and you've got there. But that said, if it's Christmas time, just stick this movie on because I think uh, you know it's entirely appropriate for for Christmas. It, obviously, you know, with corpses and, and yeah. much other grubbiness in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, any it's film, a, a, any film where Elvis and, and Abraham Lincoln turn up in the final scene is <laughs> is, is fine, isn't it? Really, that was genuinely funny. <laughs> that was very funny. I did like that. <laughs> Yes, there is there is a lot to, you know, I, I suspect for all we've talked in here, and I, again, people who haven't seen it probably, you know, probably go, what the hell is this film well, that you, well, you're talking about? This, this like, is why we've done such a good job. I mean, like, we haven't given away any spoilers, I don't think, apart apart from Elvis and, and Abraham Lincoln turning up in the final Yeah, scene. there's nothing. To, yeah, this, do, 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 do not worry about, if you've not seen this film, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about spoilers. It will become apparent to you. This film is not about anything. You know, the, the plot is is just like just a means to an end. Just 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 watch watch the, watch the film and look into it. You know, watch it. Yeah, and and you will be rewarded. Exactly. Um, normal uh, odd job pod stroke landfill service. I think will be resumed. Um, but obviously, I, I think Graham, it's your turn to pick the next uh, contender for landfill. It is. Ooh, where, it, it what, is. Why, how? Well, I'm going to go into the 90s. I'm going to go back. I'm going to try and center us again. I'm going to go back into the middle of the of the era for what we're going to do. And I'm going to go with uh, Wesley Snipes' film. 
No, but which one am I going to go for? Well, which which one, one are you going for? Which one am I going to go for? Passenger 57. Whoa, we did a plane film last I chose a plane film last time, didn't I? Mm. Uh, or Money Train. Money Train might be a bit of a left field choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, I'm not going to go for either of those. I'm going to go for not Demolition Man. I'm not going to go for Demolition Man. I know. I'm going to go to 1998. And Gary, this is what you, you what I, I think you, you you were talking about earlier about pivot points about where we go from classic action films to the start of the Marvel era, and we're going to go right back to the very beginning of the Marvel era. We're going to go with Blade. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> Terry, and you're going to love Blade. <laughs> Go and watch that. You could see mine and Terry's face. Like this is this is audio, so it didn't come across well. But mine and Terry's face when Graham mentioned Wesley Snipes, and then when he said it's not Demolition Man, <laughs> like, I mean, it's been a meme within itself. Um, not not only is it not Demolition Man, but it's Blade. Yes. <laughs> Come on. And I think you'll find that Blade is a much better film than you remember, and Demolition Man is a much worse film than you remember. <laughs> uh, Demolition Man is not a very good film. I completely concur with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But it's quite a lot of fun. I have not seen Blade since I went to see it at the pictures, and I thought it was a pile of shit. So I'm looking forward. And that, so, and that would have been at the time. So yeah. I went to the picture, I went to the Odeon Brighton and saw Blade at the time, and goodness knows what state I was in. So... It's well worth a revisit. I may well be completely upside. I may be completely turned around on the whole thing. Who knows? I don't think you will be, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be an interesting experiment, this one. To see, yeah. to see... I might not watch I might take... I might take the opportunity then to do a bit of a rich watch through. Do the... Because the, they did two, three Blade films. And then isn't the Venom and Morbius all in that same universe? Is mm. that right? Yep, yep, yep. Because yep. I've not seen any of the Ze- of the men- of the Venom film, so I might do a little watch through and uh, uh, like, yeah, just yeah. add a bit of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently they're all rubbish, though. So I don't. Oh well, no! I, actually, <laughs> the Venom's I, quite good. I, isn't it? I quite like Venom, and uh, I watched um, it... Let There Be Carnage, and um, yeah, it's uh, I watched it on a plane, <laughs> so it's, it's one of those sort of things that I thought, you know, I'm 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 sat here in a chair anyway, so I'm, I'm going to watch it. So and yeah, it, it it filled up two hours of me sitting on a plane. <laughs> Put it that way. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to Blade. That's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. But I am looking forward more to Quantum of Solace, which is our next episode. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. Yes. Now that will be that will be an interesting one. Yes, the Odd Job Pod will return with uh, with Quantum of Solace, and then uh, you've obviously got uh, got Skyfall and uh, Spectre following that, and then we'll be interspersed with a bit of Blade. And if that doesn't whet your appetite, you know what will. Um, so yeah. Do keep tuning in. Um, obviously, go on to our various socials. I mean, I, I haven't actually gone onto threads yet. I'm assuming we'll probably set up a threads profile, but if not, we still exist on Twitter. Will we? I don't know. I um, we do exist. Just like put you go to a go to a podcast place if you've come across this for the first time, um, and just subscribe and go back and and listen through some of the other bits and pieces uh, that we've done. And uh, yeah, don't don't forget to say yes, I like this if you do like it. Um, But until then, uh, it remains for me to say uh, thank you to uh, to my uh, to my co-discussioners. 
uh, <laughs> Terry DeFellin and, and Graham Sibley as uh, we've gone through. And, uh, you yeah, know, just leave you one thought of what the hell was that? was probably applicable to, to the last few hours of your life if you've enjoyed this podcast and kiss kiss bang bang um, until then from me it's goodbye goodbye goodbye